1: On this day, 51 years ago, the Supreme Court made a terrible mistake. On this Sanctity of Human Life Day, we're going to be talking about the shifting pro-life landscape in a post-Roe America. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me on Faith and Freedom is Holly Mead. Well, this is an amazing day of celebration and, frankly, also of mourning, too. Mourning because of what the Supreme Court did 51 years ago on January 22, 1973, when they issued this infamous Roe v. Wade abortion decision, along with the Doe versus Bolton decision as well, that opened up the floodgates for abortion through all nine months of pregnancy for any reason at any time. And as a result, 60 plus million babies have lost their life just in America alone. In fact, even now, abortion is the leading cause of death in America and around the world with about 44.6 million deaths from abortion worldwide in 2023. That's staggering, Holly. On the other hand, we celebrate the fact that the Supreme Court decision was overruled in the Dobbs case in 2022. The shifting landscape is what we want to talk about today as we talk about what we can do to restore the sanctity of human life as an ethic and a foundational principle in America and around the world.
2: Absolutely. And you know, that's why we need to continue to remember the anniversary of January 22nd, 1973. Yes, we celebrate the overturning in 2022, but we always need to remember that anniversary, the babies and some women that have given their lives as a result. But it's a reminder to us, we must never go down this road again. And of course, the battle is not over. We're fighting it in every state now.
1: Yeah, every state is where the battlefield is, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in the broadcast. But since Roe was overturned in 2022, a study found that about 32,000 babies' lives were saved in states with abortion bans in the first six months of
2: 2023. That's incredible. Yeah, and births 30, rose
1: by 2.3% on average mm-hmm. in states with abortion bans.
2: But you know, that that's such a reminder that many women don't know what they're getting into. You know, they have a crisis pregnancy. They think, oh, okay, I'll just solve the problem by having an abortion. And then once they have a sidewalk counselor or somebody really helps educate them, then they realize, no, I can't kill my child. There are many other options to give this child life
1: yeah there's a lot of options to give this child life and these laws actually set a baseline mm-hmm. of our standard just like laws with regards to murder or physical assault they set a baseline moral principle right of the human dignity of another person if you you know injure another person if you kill another person there are consequences to that Our laws actually create a culture. And when our laws say that it's legal to kill an Mm -hmm. innocent human being, people just do it thinking that it's moral and that it's okay when it's really not.
2: But there must be legal boundaries to not make it easy to go in and have an abortion.
1: The pro-abortion Guttmacher Institute said that obviously there's a lot of states where abortion is still legal. And that abortion rates actually increased, they say, certainly in those states where it is legal. But it decreased significantly in other states where you have significant bans on abortion. Uh, We do know that this battle over abortion has been shifting from the surgical abortion procedures to the chemical abortion procedures, which chemical abortion now exceeds or is at least equal to the number of surgical abortions. In that case, Mm -hmm. there's a case now before the U.S. Supreme Court. We'll talk about it on another program that deals with these abortion pills through mail order. And they're actually, that is, is a big case that will come out this year.
2: Yeah. Actually, they the majority of abortions now, are these chemical abortions, over 50%.
1: Well, in some ways, you know, the we certainly gained a lot of ground since the Dobbs decision. Uh, we, we've potentially lost some ground as well. But, you know, on the one hand, there's a lot more babies that are alive since Dobbs, and that's mm-hmm. something to rejoice in. But when you do a full assessment of where we are, we are right now zero for seven in abortion referenda nationwide with losses in California, Michigan, Vermont, Kentucky, Montana, Kansas, and Ohio. While Ohio, California, Michigan, and Vermont are the only states to have voted to codify abortion in their state constitutions, states like Kentucky, Montana, and Kansas failed to support pro-life protections in the ballot initiative. So that's still status quo in Kentucky, Montana, and Kansas. You didn't gain ground, didn't lose ground with regards to those initiatives. But the initiatives that were going to be pro-life initiatives did not pass. Now, there are states like Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Florida, Maryland, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New York, and South Dakota that are currently being targeted by activists for abortion to appear on the ballot in 2024. That's a lot of states. And that will ultimately generate a lot of money from these pro abortion organizations to push these frankly deceptive amendments.
2: Right. In fact, we've been filing uh, amicus briefs in a lot of those states on behalf of pro life laws. And we're actively involved in Florida representing the Florida voters against extremism and going. As well as Liberty
1: Council in that case. Yes, Liberty Council and
2: going to the Florida Supreme Court to argue against that deceptively worded abortion amendment that could be on Florida's ballot in November.
1: Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a separate program, but uh, what we're doing in Florida, we plan to also consider doing in all these other states that I mentioned where there is the attempt to get abortion on the ballot. So there's one thing you have to, in some of these states, get enough signatures to get abortion on the ballot, and that varies from state to state based on state law. But generally, most of these states have a requirement, and it may vary from state to state. But the general requirements is that whatever it is that gets approved to go on the ballot, what people are voting for, especially when it comes to changing your constitution, it cannot be deceptive. It has to be clear and unambiguous so that you know exactly what you're voting for. That's number one. And number two, it has to involve a single Subject, so that when you say yes, you're saying yes to a single narrow subject, or when you say no, you're saying no to a single narrow subject. That is a requirement that's typically across the board. We'll expand on that more in another program with regards to our litigation in Florida. But what we do know is that these amendments that are being drafted and pushed forward by Planned Parenthood and others, ACLU and other pro abortion organizations. Many of them are intentionally designed to be deceptive and deceive voters to cobble in as many people to vote in favor of changing the Constitution because it reaches out to their certain little interest, but ultimately what they want is unrestricted abortion through all nine months of pregnancy, and that is a real serious threat as we move forward to preserve the sanctity of human life.
2: Yeah, and it's really, you know, it's just like the enemy to use deceptive language to try to fool people. Yeah, and— Protecting it, it, children's it, freedom? I don't think so. It's
1: very, very deceptive what we see happening. So, you know, the path forward mm. is one of, as we reassess, 51 years after Roe v. Wade, and nearly two years, it'll be two years this coming June, uh, 2024. June 2022 is when. Roe v. Wade was overturned. So we're approaching Mm -hmm. the two-year anniversary of the overturning of Roe. A lot has happened in those two years. I remember exactly where I was and what time that decision came down. It came down at 10 minutes after 10
2: Mm -hmm.
1: on Friday, June 24, 2022.
2: Yeah, it seems like the Supreme Court always waits till Friday in June to release the big decisions. Those last days, yeah, are the big So we're frantically putting out press releases Mm -hmm. and things like that. That's right.
1: But that one was one that we, you know, that was a different issue because, you remember, we got the leaked opinion right? The leaks. that came out in May, on May the 2nd. The same
2: day that our decision from our Boston flag case yeah, came out. Yeah, May the 2nd. So, yeah. It came
1: out. Our case was released uh, just after 10 o'clock on May the 2nd. And then later, at the end of the day, the leak of this Dobbs decision came out as well. Yeah. But it's a great celebration as we come into this Sanctity of Human Life week and Look back 51 years, the terrible scourge of abortion, where you have 64-plus million or so babies that have lost their lives under Roe v. Wade.
2: And like I said, we should never keep silent so that we ever go down that road again.
1: Absolutely. And so we urge you to not only reflect, uh, be thankful, but to be resolved to pray, to vote, and to work to protect and preserve the sanctity of human life. Lives depend upon it, not just the little babies, but the mothers, the parents, the families, our whole culture, our whole society. For more information, visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life.
0: You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.